Let's talk about attachment, but not what you're used to, not attachment to things or to other people. Attachment to labels or who you think you are. Who are you? Who, 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 who? I really want to (laughs) know. Hello, hello. It is Laura Preka. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk about attachment. You know, oftentimes we think that um, we are our job. We are our title. We are these labels that we put on ourselves. That's why we don't like it when people call us names, right? Because then we feel like we have to own that. Well, are you your accomplishments? No. I remember learning that after working at a job for many, many, many years and then having a bad boss. I think I've told you about Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. And it made me realize that I was not my accomplishments when I left that job after many, many years. Also, I learned I am not my relationships. Us females often have a problem with that. We think we are our relationships. I remember once standing outside of church when I was about, hmm, I don't know, how old was I? About 28 or so. Standing outside a church, talking to an old friend I hadn't seen for a while. He said, how are you? And I said, oh, and I started, instead of saying, I'm fine, I started telling him about my boyfriend and the relationship. (laughs) And he stopped me. He said, Laura, I didn't ask about him. I said, how are you? And it caused me to pause and realize that, yes, like many women, I often define myself by my relationships, my parenting skills. Over the last few years, I've been defining myself as a parent, um, which is tough because my younger daughter is moving out this Saturday or Sunday. Don't cry for me, my dear followers. <laughs> but I am going to be sad. I've been sad off and on the last couple of weeks. Anyway, it's because of a shifting role. My role is no longer, even though she's 19 and a half, my role is no longer primarily parent. So that's a shift for me. But we talk about attachment and detachment and non-attachment. Who am I really? Am I really just this parent? Was I really just that employee who had accomplished so much? And with relationships, recently a mentor of mine has helped me with this, probably unwittingly. Uh, The relationship with him for the past four years, I've had to recognize I am whole. I am whole all by myself. I do not need another person to define who I am. How about that one? That takes time to develop. Although some people are don't have a problem with that, and we all have our own challenges, but it's mostly a female thing. For men, they might have more trouble with letting go of that job title. That's why so many workaholics are guys. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, you women, you can have kids, you can be the family one. But for us, we define ourselves by what we do. Attachment. How attached are you to accomplishments and relationships, etc.? All right, so part of this, what might tie into this and the topic for today, moreover, that was a long intro, (laughs) is caring what others think and also taking credit when really you need to highlight others. So caring about what others think. This one shift, this one paradigm shift can create for you the benefits of feeling more easygoing, 
the benefits of less stress. Caring what other people think has been conditioned in us. When you're little, you care about what your parents think. Let's face it, they're the ones that are in charge of whether you live or die, eat or don't eat, have a shelter or not. So we must care about what they think. It's for our own survival. Then when you're in school, oh my God, the teacher holds that over you. They can give you the A or the B, whether they, depending on whether they like you or not. Uh, if you go to small claims court to take someone to court, depending on what the judge had for lunch that day, you might get one outcome or another. He may favor the other person <laughs> over you. So how do we get around this, caring what other people think, when for our whole lives it's been our advantage, to our advantage, to care about what other people think? Hmm? Well, what do I always tell you? Look See what you see, not what someone else tells you to see. So at this point in your life, let's take a look. How much does it matter what other people think? How much will it affect me? Will it cause me to uh, lose my abilities to survive? Will it mean I won't have a roof over my head? Will it mean the whole group will shun me? And if it does, go get a new group. By the way, we often care too much about the groups we're in and pleasing them, making sure they agree with our decisions. You know what? It's your life. You're the one who's going to go face the music when you die about what you did. Not anybody else, and it's not for them to decide. So caring about what other people think, how to shift that is to just look at it and decide. I recently decided I don't care what other people think about a decision that is mine and mine alone and not theirs. So when you decide, and I hope you do, to embrace that because you take a look, and if it works for you, fine, then try that and it'll come up in your mind. You'll be thinking, oh, I need to worry. Oh, wait a minute. I don't. I don't need to worry about what they think. And and next is taking credit When you should be highlighting someone else. Now, this is a problem many bosses have. If you've been in charge of people, you might, uh, I don't know, have a big ego, in which case you're in the habit of taking credit. Or just you say, hey, I did all the work. I deserve the credit. But in reality, to live a more stress-free life, to be more easygoing, not only would it be better to not care so much what other people think, But if you really don't care what other people think, maybe you won't need to get the credit all the time. Maybe you'll be more humble, and if you do get an award or something, you might say, oh, you know, yeah, thanks, (laughs) it was nice. But it doesn't define you. It's not who you are. You are not your awards. It's nice to have them, but what if they were all taken away? What if they were all stripped away from you? Who would still love you? That's what you got to think about. That's what really matters. (sighs) My best boss that I ever had was more like a facilitator than a teacher or a trainer. Think about it. When you're facilitating, you're taking the back seat. You're saying, I recognize you have the answers to your own problems. I will help you come up with them. Same with allowing other people to shine. And by the way, when you allow your mentees to shine or your children to shine or your partner to shine, you are in essence doing the same thing. In that humbleness, you are allowing yourself to not have ego and to let the other person have the spotlight shown on them. Oftentimes when I do mentor coaching, I have to first explain the difference between coaching, collaborating, and consulting. Because it's a fine dance between those three. So with uh, consulting, you are basically 
face-to-face telling the other person what they should do. Collaborating, you're side-by-side, coming up with solutions together. You're working together to find an answer. Now, coaching, if you do it right, is a way of questioning, probing maybe for specificity, helping people come uh, more specifically focused on what it is they want, how they might achieve it, what may come up, what they can do if something does come up. So coaching is more about questioning, clarifying thoughts, but it's a more of a facilitator sort of backseat type of approach. You are not the boss anymore. You are not the ah, spotlight on you. It's more, hey, I'm just here to help. And you help by doing those things we said, um, questioning, probing, for specificity, helping clarify thoughts and outcomes, etc., etc. So how does this tie into attachment? Well, for those that think they know it all, they would really have a hard time being a good coach because they just want to tell people what the answers are. I got the answers and here they are. Well, guess what? Your answers probably aren't right for someone else. Why do you think I often say, maybe try this, or for some people this works, or here's why this might work, or look, see what you see. Don't just do what Laura tells you. Take it with a grain of salt. Think. Apply. I have a dear friend who used to say, plan it, do it, profit. (laughs) And that's a pretty basic, simple way to say it. Plan it, do it. And then you'll profit from it, whether it's financially or however. All right. I won't be stealing his, his um, words. So thought leadership. Don't try to be like the Joneses, which means, uh, uh-oh, the neighbors have a new car. We better go buy a new car. Um, all these thought leaders are out there, um, you know, going from live events. They're all going virtual and charging the same or two-thirds of what they were charging. So I'm just going to copy them uh, because if I don't look good in front of them, you know, I need to, I need to look just as good as them. Well, to who? To whom do you need to look as good? A lot of times people get promotions or they do or don't do things because they really want to look good in front of others. So I would challenge you the next couple things that you do. Look and say, why am I doing this? Is it because I care what other people think? I just rehomed two ferrets, my daughter's pets. She's moving. She's taking with her some of her lizards. I helped to get rid of one of the lizards. Oh, don't get rid of. Don't say get rid of, Mom. <laughs> I helped to rehome a lizard. And I just rehomed the two ferrets. And it was sad for me because I love those two little ferrets. My noodles, I used to call them. However, they were her pets. She can't take them with her. And I'm moving on to a new chapter in my life, selling my home. I'm going to be doing other things. And it just was the right thing to do. So I can't be attached, Right. If we're too attached, who am I? Am I mom? Am I a pet mom? A lot of people have fur babies. <laughs> their, their babies are their animals. And then some would say, oh, they're yours for life. Well, really, she can't. She's too young. She can't be encumbered. They can't be hers for life. And I'm not the catch-all. So I've decided that, yes, I will get some pushback. Some family members will say, why did you do that? You should have kept them. But you know what? It's not their decision. It's mine. And you'll have the same thing happen to you. People will tell you what to do. Maybe they're good meaning, but really, in the end of the day, it's up to you. Don't care what other people think. And while you're at it, don't take credit for what other people have done, even if you really did most of it. 
talk to you again soon. I hope this wasn't too here, there, and everywhere. But just so you know, I'm a little discombobulated about my daughter moving out. My primary role in life is shifting now. I am no longer just mainly mom. I have done my job. One is 32 years old and the other is 19 and a half. And I have, will always be their mother. But i got to face this uh, empty nester thing going on here. <laughs> so help, help, help me through. <laughs> Say a little prayer for me. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.